0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Northern Kentucky Spotlight Podcast presented by CBG. I'm your host, Sarah Breckbank. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Denise Burton of Bluegrass Care Navigators, who shares how they're caring for patients and their families throughout Kentucky and how Northern Kentucky residents can get involved. We are also joined by Keith Schneider of Square One Next, a youth development program engaging high school students in career exploration. Thank you to our podcast sponsors, our title sponsor CBG, Seeker Consulting, our digital sponsor, and our episode sponsor, Haran. Are you looking for a perfect gift for the arts lover in your life? We have just the thing for you. The Northern Kentucky Chamber is once again partnering with the Carnegie for a special dress rehearsal performance of the timeless classic Hello, Dolly to benefit the Northern Kentucky Chamber's Regional Youth Leadership Program. This special dress rehearsal performance will happen on Thursday, February 1st. Tickets are available for $23 each or $80 for a family four-pack. Tickets can be purchased at nkychamber.com slash hello. Now let's go meet our members of the week, hear from our sponsors, and I'll be back with today's guests. Why would you travel to England?
1: For football. To go or not to go. That is an easy question. To visit the land of Shakespeare. To take in all the sights. Authentic fish and chips. To experience arts and culture. Two words, British Open. To visit my family. Same reason I go anywhere. For a pint of beer. To start my trip through Europe.
2: Whatever your reason, there's no better time than now. Ranking on Google Search and Maps is easy to understand, but hard to do. It requires constant effort and attention. Uploading new photos, responding to Google reviews, writing weekly posts, and checking suggested updates. Google listing optimization takes experience and time, and there are no shortcuts. C-Crew gives your Google My Business account the steady, consistent attention it needs to be effective, optimizing, updating, and expanding critical content every single week. From local retail stores to large regional networks, C-Crew generates content, establishes benchmarks, and creates dramatic, measurable increases in engagement. So what can c do for your business? More calls, more clicks, more clients.
0: Congratulations to our members of the week. You can learn more about these businesses by following the Northern Kentucky Chamber on social media, where we will highlight one of these businesses each day. Now, let's meet our members of the week. The Amy Z Home Team is more than a real estate group. They are a cornerstone of the Northern Kentucky community. Tri-State BANP Wellness and Vitality offers IV hydration with a variety of vitamins and minerals tailored to your specific needs. Cincinnati Marriott at River Center is a hotel with meeting space for up to 600 people, with natural lighting and balconies overlooking the Cincinnati skyline. Cincinnati-based Modern Office Methods is your go-to for cutting-edge office technology solutions, providing tailored, cost-effective services. Opening in January, Provision Living at Crown Ridge will offer senior living options ranging from independent one- and two-bedroom villas to assisted living and memory support. Hi, everyone. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Denise Burton, who is the Executive Director of Bluegrass Care Navigators. Denise, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Nice to be here. It is so much fun, and we're going to get to talk about all things hospice and some things not hospice, but tell us about
2: Bluegrass Care Navigators. Well, Bluegrass Care Navigators has actually been in the area for 45 plus years um, and, and have been, develop- been providing care in six counties, of course, Campbell, Kent, Boone. Uh, Gallatin Carroll in the northern part of Grant County and uh, we actually most people will probably know us by Hospice of the Bluegrass for many years that was our title but we changed in 2017 um, to Bluegrass Care Navigators because it truly encompassed more of all of our service lines Mm -hmm. not just hospice care. Um, We did we we handle patients at any age I think that comes as a surprise to folks sometimes um, from birth to Hundred plus, mm-hmm. um, and we've actually cared for some folks that have been uh, in the womb still. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. We've met patients and families, and well, not patients. <laughs> we've met families to talk about birth plans. You mm-hmm. know, when they know that there's a, a child with potentially terminal illness. So yeah, that
0: is. Incredible, and that's one of the things I think a lot of people have preconceived notions of what hospice care and what end-of-life care and what palliative care looks like. (laughs) So tell us about those myths and kind of debunk
2: them for us. Oh my goodness, there's so many. How much time do we have? Um, I will tell you, I think the first thing, you know, for years you hear, ooh, the C word, cancer. Nobody wants to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think we're kind of seeing that with hospice as well. It's the H word. It's a scary word. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that I want folks in Northern Kentucky to know, you have a choice in hospice care providers. And we are all about what does what is that patient's needs and wants. It's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. It's what does that patient come to us with and um, we meet them where they are for a lack of a better way to say that. I think one of the big myths is folks feel like it, hospice is a place that you go. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not necessarily true. That's a care model. And we bring the care to you. Um, studies have shown most people want to die in their home. Um, and I, I sometimes think about, you know, our own health care when you're out there, when you're in a hospital setting, for whatever reason, um, you your choices really aren't always your choices. They're guiding your care. And it's quite different when you're in the home setting or on your turf, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that that patient family is guiding us. Um, We hear a lot of times, oh, when hospice joins, or when we join hospice, um, you're going to take away certain medications and then you're going to put on other medications. It's not it at all. Again, it is you as the patient is guiding our care. Um, I have an example that comes to mind We we have those folks that are the non-traditional patient. Um, we had a lady that uh, when she interviewed us, because we feel like a referral for us is an interview, really. Right. You know, they want to know what our services are. Um, and she had lived a lifetime of homeopathic medications, herbal supplements, your non-traditional stuff. And that was her biggest fear. Are you going to come in and take all that away? And it's like, no, we're going to follow you on this journey. We want to support you in your journey. And when the time comes, if you're willing to try other medications and other traditional care, we're here for you. So that, that clearly a big myth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the last, you know, oh, it's in the last days. When I just have a few more days to live, that's when I need hospice. Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to tell our families that really the better yes we have to have a physician saying you know if this disease follows its normal trajectory we're looking at six months or less but the more time the more weeks and months that we are with a patient the more we better understand the family and the can better support and educate them as to what's coming mm-hmm.
0: yeah
2: it's very Good to know
0: that there are people in the region that are willing to help people, like you said, meet them on their journey. Yes. Because it is a journey and it's not fun to talk about a lot of the times. Right. But it is something that a lot of people will end up having to talk about mm-hmm. either personally or as a caregiver or as a family member of someone who is nearing, you know.
2: We're all going to die. We're
0: all going to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. But one of the things you mentioned is it's not just hospice. Mm-hmm. So tell us about some of the other services that Bluegrass
2: Care Navigators works on patients with. Well, so I, the first one that comes to mind, you'll hear a lot of times hospice and palliative, palliative care grouped together. Mm-hmm. It's two separate care lines, but yet they're very similar. So our palliative care team, again, will handle children, adults. Uh, we see patients wherever they are, wherever they call home. Um, And palliative care is truly looking at the whole person, managing symptoms that maybe you've got somebody that's going through an illness that has unmanageable symptoms or they're continuing this aggressive treatment and their symptoms are just out of control. Palliative will come along and it's a consultative service and help look at the whole picture of that patient and try to bring those symptoms under control. Um, We do have integrative medicine, which I think also sets us apart i mean what other healthcare entity does that does massage therapy become part of your your care plan (laughs) we we've had examples of folks like with swelling um, in a limb that again our traditional care and interventions isn't working and that massage therapist has been able to come in and bring relief from pain swelling any symptom Um, we have uh, music therapy So uh, one precious example of a little lady in a long-term care facility in the area, and again, anxiety through the roof, right? Could not bring her comfort and peace. And we put this music therapy on a whim, thinking, well, we've tried everything. Sure enough, that was the key. That's what brought her some peace. It's uh, beautiful when those things happen. Um, And then art therapy. And we had a very recent, within this year, Uh, young person I call them a child they're a young person (laughs) my age they're a child (laughs) right Um, and she she was passing and our art therapist came in and did some dedicated work on some hand molds Mm -hmm. and just some very beautiful artistic pieces that the family now has yeah that the loved one's gone Um, just you know hospice can be scary but it can be a beautiful thing too Right. That is so incredible knowing that you guys have a range of services to help your patients.
0: One of the things, um, and we've talked about it a little bit, so Bluegrass Hospice Care and the services that you
2: offer, how does it help these families? You've kind of touched on it a little bit already, but tell us a little bit more. Well, you've got a whole team coming in to care. So I think a lot of times you think, oh, where's my nurse? You know, and, and being a nurse myself, yes, we're at the forefront, but we have physicians and social workers, chaplains, personal care assistants, And it's not just the physical part of the person that's dying. There's emotional needs. There's spiritual needs, financial needs, worries. Um, So our whole team comes in with the approach of educating first and foremost. Um, What's most scary to us is the unknown. Mm -hmm. So if we can prepare these families, this is what is coming. This is what this may look like. You've got that whole team doing that. We're managing symptoms. We're bringing them education and preparing them the days ahead. With our Hispanic and our Latinx community in Northern Kentucky, that's our newest push. Um, We really strongly feel like every person deserves end-of-life care. They deserve to feel valued and welcomed and that same level of service. Mm -hmm. Um, So our DEI team has done a lot of work in developing some resource material in spanish um, we some of our forms have become you know translated into spanish and we've we've had successful examples of patients you know uh, facility patient where their spouse is still at home neither one speaks english Mm -hmm. and we're able to communicate with a language line and help keep them aware of what changes are happening pediatric patient in a non-english speaking home right that's horrible to have to experience anyway. But then, when you have that language barrier as well, um, so I I always put our education of families and community way up there. Yeah, on the, it's it's very important. Like you said earlier,
0: educating someone really helps because. At the end we do all die and it is scary and the fear of the unknown mm-hmm. is definitely one of the biggest parts of that and not just in the sense of like what comes after but in the sense right. of what is happening on this journey to this person that I love or to myself and I think that 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 unknown that unexpectedness and the way things can change is so scary for so many it is. people
2: it is why am I seeing what I'm seeing right you know why is the breathing changing mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and being able to be on their side and help with them. Um, one of the things that I wanted to also talk about is how people can get connected
2: or be referred to Bluegrass Care Navigator. This is the easiest part. Anybody can refer to hospice. And, you know, you think, oh, I've got to how many places I have to have my physician refer me to here. No, truly, anybody. We've had the next-door neighbor that's been worried that they, they're they seeing their changes in their friend, and and they'll pick up the phone and call us and say, can you all help? Yeah. Um, you can also go on, on onto our website, you know, bgcarenav.org, and it has links to referrals, all different kinds of things, how to be a part of us. Mm-hmm. That is great. A Good resource. Easy to find you guys.
0: You mentioned the education portion of what you guys do and how that kind of sets you apart. Are there mm-hmm. other
2: things that Bluegrass Care Navigator says that sets you apart from other care sources in the region? Yes. I feel like our integrative medicine, as we talked about, our palliative care, and then we also have grief care. Um, so you do all this beautiful work with this family and this patient, if the patient dies, we still follow that family for about a year um, after the death in a variety of ways. Um, it may be individual counseling, um, it may be group counseling. We've had some folks that you know are debilitated and not able to come to our office. Our therapist will come to you. Um, It's the interesting piece I think here is you don't have to have a loss that was with Bluegrass Care Navigators. We're here for the community. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you may not have, it may be a friend that you're lost. We're coming into the holidays. Yeah, it's a very difficult time. Um, You may have a loss that you feel like, how am I going to deal with this? We've got in November 21st, we're starting a six-week program, a grief workshop. Um, again, on our website, you can go on and look and say, hey, I want to be a part of it. So okay. I mean, this. This season is going to be hard for me, um, regardless of whether you've had a patient die with gluttonous. Yeah, That is an extremely
0: valuable resource. Like you mm. said, this time of year, when people are going to the holidays, it is the hardest time of <laughs> thing. I think a lot of people know that, but thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then other than... Obviously, being referred and using you guys as a resource and as a community partner, there are also ways for people to get involved and volunteer. Can
2: you touch on some of those opportunities for the community at large? Absolutely. Um, You know, some of our programs that we've talked about, like our Bright Path, which is our pediatric palliative, um, and our integrative medicine is totally funded by the generosity of our donors. Um, Being nonprofit, you know, we love any gift of money and a gift of time. And our volunteers are a huge part of that. Uh, they really help us. From, they have weekly care calls with patients, just tucking them in. Do you need anything? We're heading into the weekend, that kind of thing. Uh, respite care, they can come in and sit with a patient. eleventh hour volunteer. We've we've had a patient who didn't have any living relatives anymore, and she was able to make her needs known when we signed up. I, I'm afraid of dying alone. At the, and when she was at the last stages, we were able to bring in those 11th hour volunteers to sit at bedside with her until she passed. Um, transportation, uh, delivering gifts to patients. If, if somebody has a heart to do volunteer work with hospice, you bring your skill with us and we will find a way to, to help our patients and families. Yeah, you know, that is there's incredible. just so much. And then for people who want to get involved with that, is the website. Absolutely. The best place
0: bgcarenav.org. That's a mouthful.
2: (laughs) It is. And Denise, it has been so
0: wonderful to have you on. Is there anything else you want to talk about about Bluegrass Care Navigators and the services that you all offer?
2: I just want to drive home the fact that people are, this this is a tough time when you're facing end of life and you have choices and you deserve compassionate care and you deserve to die with dignity. And that's what Bluegrass Care Navigators is all about. We want to help you on that journey. Um, so, yeah, it just I, I have been with the organization 23, almost 24 years, and it, I, I don't know what life without hospice would be. You yeah. know, there, There's just such great work that goes on that you want to share it with everybody. Yeah.
0: Well, Denise, thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit more about your
2: organization. That's I really great. appreciate your time today.
0: Thank you. Hi, everyone. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Keith Schneider, who is the president of Square One. Keith, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yes. So tell us about Square One.
1: Yeah. So, so Square One, uh, it's an entrepreneurial story. Uh, I worked for the state of Kentucky, a funded position within the Kentucky Innovation Network a long time ago. We always served high tech, high growth companies. Mm-hmm. And for, for years, even working across the hall at Triad, that was our kind of parent company. You know there were companies that we were turning away that were good ideas, good people, and so we started Square One with the concept of starting at Square One, whether you restart or start from scratch at Square One. That was the concept for all those companies that fell between the cracks. Uh, shortly after we, you know, I left that job at Triad and formed Square One. Uh, I just dabbled in an after-school high school program at Holmes High School. We had ten students. Uh, they came back the next year, and along with that the state of Kentucky launched their Lieutenant Governor's Entrepreneurship Challenge. And a couple more schools came along and said, hey, we wanna do this, can you help us prepare? So we hosted some practice competitions for them, and it was just an awesome experience. And so we, we ended up taking the teams that were, uh, a handful of teams that were supposed to compete, that weren't allowed to compete, when we hosted our own competition over at Columbia Sussex, actually, mm-hmm. on the top floor of their building over in uh, Hills. And it was fun the kids gathered on the first floor we elevated them up to the um, the top floor conference room all glass view of mm-hmm. the whole city very intimidating and it was a lot of fun and we gave them prizes and they were excited about it we were excited about it and we've done a pitch contest every year since and the program the first couple years it was doubling every year with the number of schools and the number of students and so last year we were over thirty schools that we we had some kind of program. I'm not all of them go all the way through the pitch competition, uh, but we go in. We provide curriculum a few times a month, work them towards the pitch contest, and um, we have a great partnership with Thomas More now, where the top team actually gets a full four-year tuition scholarship to Thomas More University.
0: That is incredible.
1: Yeah, so it's grown. Beyond what I could have imagined. So,
0: you guys work predominantly with high school students to instill in them this entrepreneurial,
1: easy for me to say, mindset. <laughs> right.
0: What's the benefit of that for
1: these students? So, I th- there's a lot of surveys out now that say what that entrepreneurial mindset does in a career. And you can see we're kind of in a freelance economy now. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you yourself, you know, yeah. with all the video and that everybody's kind of got their niche and something to do and and corporations are starting to value that more and more somebody that comes in with that initiative that drive that ownership of their position Uh, for us you know we teach those presentation skills and so our kids we feel like they're the ones you know three years into the career they're the ones pitching new ideas to their bosses and the people with the new ideas and that initiative and that ability to communicate share ideas and in a very formatted way that that they can get their point across and motivate somebody to go along with them that that's invaluable in their career and they're going to climb the ladder faster yeah so not all of them will become entrepreneurs but we do have a couple that have come out of the programs Uh, they've either started a business of some sort Uh, a lot of students they do do that freelance thing they get on like a Fiverr or or something like Mm -hmm. that and they're you know they're they're doing 3d printing online they're doing cad drawings for people online they're doing you know little things here and there and it's helping to pay for some other college, yeah, and we do have two teams that have pursued provisional patents.
0: That's crazy. It's so interesting to see how the landscape of education has changed for younger students, Like even since I've been out of like the public education system. I know yeah. Kentucky's got the school for not just GSA and GSP, they've got GSE now for entrepreneurs yeah. and things like that. And I think it is so cool that you guys are on that ground level getting students in um, and getting them educated on that and one of the things that you had mentioned is that there's a really cool way for businesses to get involved with Square One and help these students. So how can chamber member businesses help you with your mission?
1: Yeah, uh, what would be fantastic is just helping us mentor these kids, coach these kids. Uh, what we provide as a platform something that we can use to start a conversation. And with that conversation, all kinds of different things happen. You know, their the kids are finding internships or they're, you know, we, uh, the, the last few years we've done our end-of-year survey and about 30 percent of the kids that go through our program actually change their mind on what they think they want to do in their career which is kind of crazy to to think but we we challenge them to look into and research and form ideas around what they think they want to do Mm -hmm. And once they get into it and you know this is Outside of an actual internship, it's as close as they get to actually doing what they want to be doing, and they get into it, and they're like, I don't really like this. Or some of them like it even more. You know, there's still that 70% that are like, this confirms what I want to do. So, you know, the, to be able to have that impact, that's what the business people can help us do. They come in, mentor the kids, talk them about what they do. The entrepreneurs that we bring in the program can say, this is my journey. These are the skills you need. To succeed as an entrepreneur and and coach them, mentor them. And our goal long term is hopefully to provide more and more internship type opportunities that the businesses can help with. But you know, right now, as we prepare these kids for the contest to compete for the scholarships, it it'd be awesome just to have them in the classroom talking to the kids and just being a part of square, even advising us on you know what things because square one's really me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and me and volunteers and, and an awesome board. Uh, but to have more people involved like that to help me think through what other things we can be doing because we do, you know, it was a thousand kids we impacted last year. Yeah. So, what other things can we do? What other, you know, we've um, talked to Navigo, I think you're probably familiar mm-hmm. with Navigo, uh, Brighton Center, uh, some, some folks like that on how can we, you know, collaborate. To make sure all the kids have exposure to all our different programs and, and the opportunities that are out there for them, so that you know that helps us enhance what we're doing for the kids. And we get a bunch of different kids that Navigo never sees. You know, there's mm-hmm. groups of kids I'll say, you know, you should talk to Navigo about that if you're having trouble with financial aid or whatever. And they're like, "What's Navigo?" I'm like, "How do you not know Navigo?" Yeah. so we're definitely impacting different audiences, and so that only helps us complement each other and do a better job.
0: Yeah, that is great i love hearing about like our thriving ecosystem of like startups and people helping students so keith how can people get in touch with you if they are interested in that
1: mentorship aspect yeah so uh easy enough keith at ideastartgrow.com or ideastartgrow.com all the information's there Uh, we are in the midst of a web redesign uh, but i think everything's still working just fine online Uh, but that's the easiest way Yes, if
0: you want to
1: give your phone number, you are more than welcome to give your phone number. A phone call is always fine or even a text 859-750-2013. And we'll we'll take anybody and everybody. We'll train you up a little bit to make sure that the kids, you know, you know how to get the kids to the end game. Mm -hmm. But then along the way, again, that expertise and experience, that uniqueness of everybody that can get involved, their different stories, the different types of businesses they run would be invaluable to our students.
0: Yeah, you're not just gonna like send business owners out to the sharks of (laughs) high school students at six a.m. We were talking about how early it is sometimes for these students. Right,
1: and the good and the bad. It's it's much tougher now to actually get into a school.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Today I I was at Dayton High School first thing this morning, and um, there were there were probably four teachers outside, two Mm -hmm. teachers inside the door, and all of them. What are you doing? What are you doing here? Who are are you? What What do you want?
0: Yeah. That's so funny. And as this organization grows and you are impacting more and more students every year, what do you guys need to keep this thriving?
1: So we need a lot of things. Again, we talked about the coaches who can can, you know, expand my reach, they can do the things that I can't. You know, right now I don't have the capacity to visit the schools, probably more than once a month. So mm-hmm. to get somebody in there to do that, the other thing is I'd love to start hiring people. You know, I've kind of suffered from that that founders syndrome or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. That you know, it's always you know I founded it. It's always been mine, and it's always run a certain way. And and probably coming out of COVID, I realized it can't function forever like that. I need to start hiring people, and therefore I need to start building out the budget. We do great with grants; we do a really good job getting grant funding. Uh, our event does okay, but we definitely need to do more events, more fundraisers, and we just need more people to know about the program, mm-hmm. so that you know, even if people give ten dollars, more people to give ten dollars. The bigger we can make this, the more students we can bring in. You know, I mentioned the full scholarship to Thomas More. We're actually doing a collaborative event with St. Xavier High School mm-hmm. in January. And we have a few more uh, smaller scholarships to give away there. And every every one of the regional universities, all the way up to University of Dayton, to Miami, Mount St. Joe, Thomas More, KU, UC, Xavier, they've all, they're all committed to contributing a, a $1,500 scholarship to that program. So for me to be able to extend that reach, to bring people in, to duplicate my efforts, and even to build that pot. You know, there's kids that want to go into the trades. Mm-hmm. There's, there's students that are ready. You know, I said two of them have fun, are working on provisional patents. You know, they're gonna get that provisional, and they're not gonna have the money for the full patent, mm-hmm. and the clock's ticking. So things like that, where we can get the community invested in these students, and not only that, but you know, how many high schoolers would you really trust run a high growth type business. <laughs> so, we need business owners, entrepreneurs that actually get interested in the ideas and can jump on a team. And the, the two companies that have pursued provisional patents, their biggest hiccup is they went off to college and yeah. everything slows down because they're so busy. So, to have somebody that can jump in, take over that idea, and, and see if it truly is feasible would be amazing.
0: Yeah, that is so cool. I love hearing about this. Uh, fun fact about my background. Uh, I'm went to school down at UK, worked at Awesome Inc. I'm sure you've heard of them through doing uh, that. And just knowing what young people can do if you give them the time and let them show the effort and the dedication that they have, they really can, like you said, just go and do it. The provisional patents are great and knowing Mm -hmm. that you guys are doing pitch competitions up here is Mm -hmm. so much fun. It's one of my favorite things about Awesome Inc. is their pitch competition. But Keith, before I let you go today, is there anything else you'd like to share about Square One?
1: Um, I think we've covered most of it. Uh, like I said, we're on a growth trajectory. Just need the resources to keep it going uh, and to keep impacting these kids. We're, we're so excited about what Thomas Moore continues to contribute, and our amazing board member U.S. Bank just invested in us again uh, for this year. Uh, the uh, Elsa Sewell Foundation, Hale Foundation, uh, PNC gave, gave us a grant as well. Uh, we're just excited for all the support that we're getting. We hope we can continue to impact the community. and and spread it further north, further south, and you know, grow our next generation of either entrepreneurs or leaders or bottom line innovators.
0: Yes, well, Keith, thank you so much for your time today and all of your work in our community. Like you said, really just getting that next generation of leaders
1: of Head Start. Okay. Thank you so much, Sarah.
2: Hi, I'm Shannon Schumacher, Account Executive, Kentucky Market Leader. At Haran, we champion bold innovation to help employers and individuals thrive. As an industry thought leader, we explore new horizons in healthcare, benefits, employee engagement, and wellness. We work harder to deliver all the strategic benefits, planning, and execution you expect from a true partner. And we do it
1: with laser
2: focus on your short and long-term outcomes to help manage your benefits while improving your employee experience.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today and learning a little bit more about Bluegrass Care Navigators and Square One Next. Those are both great organizations that you can get involved with into the new year. Thank you once again to our podcast sponsors, CVG, Seeker Consulting, and Haran. Don't forget to snag your tickets to the special dress rehearsal of Hello, Dolly, happening at the Carnegie to benefit regional youth leadership. Like I said, you can snag those tickets at nkychamber.com slash hello. Finally, if you are a member who would like to be featured on the podcast, or if you're someone who is interested in becoming a member of the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, please reach out to Lynn Ablin. And if you're someone who is interested in sharing your workforce strategies and resources on NKY at Work, please reach out to Nancy Spivey. You can find their contact information on the screen in front of you or our staff directory at nkychamber.com. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys next week.